Coming to you live from the largest British prison in the known universe. It's time for Destiny Down Under. G'day and welcome to the 219th episode of the Destiny Down Under podcast. I, as every fucking week, am Log Power Slave, joined by none other than fearless, hungover law hobbit, Mylan Games. You know what makes me sad is that you went by my side when we got had some cocky tails, you know? It just reminded me of packs and It's sad. It is shitty, I mean, and that and, like, the fact that we literally live as far as humanly possible away from each other in the same country. Which I think a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people figure like from outside Australia, <laughs> like this is, oh, you just walk down the street and go and see Matt. Matt lives like two and a half thousand kilometers from me <laughs> over the fucking most inhospitable desert on the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever driven across? Uh, no, I've flown across it. Um, and look down and, I mean, imagine that most people have. Um, I actually only, only flown halfway across it. I've never been to Perth, so I went to I went to Uluru and all of that. And uh, never there's been a, to Uluru? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very big rock. <laughs> I can confirm. Um, can confirm big rock. Big rock, big rock, but cool place. Um, but, yeah, no, there is a hell of a lot of nothing, just just immense amounts of nothing. But, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty amazing though. Like I don't know, maybe it's just loving your country sort of deal. When I when I drove around um Western Australia when you start getting up north and you got those big drives just red, just red earthed, you know? Yeah, it fit, yeah. It's one of those things cuz like I mean living where we live, we, you don't see it, hey, like that. Nah. And then then you you get out into somewhere like that and you're like, "Yeah, this is where I'm actually from." And you're like, "No, well, I, I mean, I came in here on a boat two generations ago <laughs> at least in part yeah, now all, all that happens is the fucking Qantas ad plays in your head <laughs> still call Australia, Australia. Oh. <laughs> there's little kids just out in the desert and you're like who owns these kids that are dressed in white is this a cult <laughs> no it's fucking Qantas, Qantas filming ad. another ad uh so how how'd you pull up? You didn't pull up particularly well. I've watched quite a bit of your stream. I, I wasn't particularly active because of you know I've, I've been facing a few challenges of my own. <laughs> so, but it was, uh, some of the drawing was horrific. The cocktails looked delicious. How how did you how did you find it? What you know? I reckon once a month I have bangers of streams like that, and that was my month's stream where it was just hilarious. Like. Like Danny got home, she was grumpy because she missed her bus or something like that. And she's like, "I'm grumpy." And then like we were making, <laughs> we're making cocktails. <laughs> she gets two cocktails in, she, like you know, sits at my computer, starts to take over the stream. Like I then realizes I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, that makes two of you, but still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't um, know. Uh, yeah. It was it was really fun. We had we had the ki- uh, the whole kitchen cam set up, so 
uh, jugs, and we even had jugs, jugs camera. So not of titties, but of our friend called Jugs, which I can see how that could be misinterpreted. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. <laughs> we had the we had the Jugs camera. Jugs cam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Were you in a hot tub? Or? <laughs> hey, there's the next one. Hot yeah, tub yeah, cocktail yeah. machine. There you go. To tell you what. But it was really enjoyable. Maybe I probably shouldn't have drunk that many cocktails, but I think I think what I would a, like to do, maybe a Saturday night here, because then it would be Saturday for the US as well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe get maybe get some of the people that don't normally get to see it. And um it's just something nice. We had the jazz music on. We had the jazz music on making some cocktails. I, I put a suit was, on. Yeah, I was sitting on the lounge watching it on, on my phone and Rachel's like, what the fuck are you watching? Because all she could hear was the music because for whatever, I think you were concentrating on something so you weren't talking that much. And then someone gave you shit in chat and you're like, fuck off, can't fucking. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's Matt. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> just... Just losing his shit every five minutes while making a cocktail. It was, I don't know. I think it was something different. And, I mean, props to you for getting in there and uh, and trying your hand at a, at a bit of variety Destiny-related content for the for the fans' calendar, which is ultimately yeah, well, what this, it was. This was. This was like, tell me, was this organized by you or are you just a ringleader on this whole thing? No, it was my idea. I mean, it was something that um, I f oh, obviously bouncing it off Fez and and with the help of Keg's Pictionary degree and absolute godhood at graphic design, we we kind of we kind of did that. But the idea of it is more that like we do these awesome events for for like Destiny ANZ stuff, and um, you know there's strikes or I'm sure there'll be something PVP related or whatever. But you know there's there's plenty of people that are out there contributing to our community that aren't particularly like invested in that type of sweaty as fuck gameplay, but do great stuff. So I thought, well, if everyone just gets a day of the month that they're the focus of it and they can do whatever they want with it. Like, I mean, you were, you made cocktails, <laughs> you know, there's people, guys have done cooking streams. Drew's going to do um, like destiny fan fiction, which is pretty, a pretty talented writer, so I'm interested to see what that's like. But I mean, obviously, and then you've, we've got Sass being Iron Banner Sweat Lord and and helping people who normally don't foray into PvP to to do that sort of stuff. And I think um, I think there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff out there. You know, we'll, we'll see who else wants to jump in for next month, and we'll just do that and and keep the ball rolling. I think it'll we'll end up with a full month. Put it that way. Oh, the it irony. Was, it was cool. The it, irony it, of it is, great. I forgot. I forgot one thing. To put myself on it. <laughs> Sorry you about idiot. what everyone else was fucking doing. That I didn't you put my own name down. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Here we are. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm not on it. <laughs> I'm just going to go around. You know oh. what? For the first month, I'll go around and just make sure everyone's having a good time. How about that? You didn't need any help. You'd fucking degenerate. <laughs> So, oh, mate, it depends what your definition of help is. I need a lot of help, but sometimes a car <laughs> crash is entertaining, you know what I mean? I mean, that's basically this podcast. If you're watching this, you're not watching it to be informed about Destiny shit. No. Yeah, because we yell at each other and that's basically the way it works. Um, so, Hey, hold on. Quick closing question. Quick, quick, to, quick, 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 quick closing question about the cocktails and then you can ask your question, okay? So don't forget it. Okay. 
What was your favourite one that you made? Because you gave them Destiny names, didn't you? You made a last word. You made... Yeah, well, we were in the Destiny category, so we did have a good crack at trying to keep things <laughs> out Destiny. We made the last word, and we made a paper plane, which we called Sunshot, because it was like an orangey colour. Okay. And um, then we made... Boulevardier or something like that. Boulevardier. You know no. Yeah. No. It's, fa it's fancy. Mate, I couldn't I couldn't even pronounce half of the mix half of the names. I reckon, there's a, the, I reckon we could we could make up a few good destiny. Like you could you could just rename known cocktails to destiny yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's what we would like doing. a like yeah. a Negroni is sleeper simulant. Because it hits hard and you get really bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we made a Negroni. Yeah. Yeah. They're good, eh? Yeah. Like they, they, they'll blow your head off, but they're good. I love them. I think you get a really bad one, um, they're horrible, but you could probably see how they, they could go wrong. But, uh, yeah, very good Ninj Ninj came in and he named one. What was that He one? named it False false Promises. <laughs> they like the stream. <laughs> what, being in the Destiny category and all? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, yeah. Uh, that's uh, what we what, got through, to be honest. What we we actually, ask? you know, what we also Sorry. did we did we did we did exotic gun game with the community. That dude, oh, fuck, I wish Destiny had something like that built into it. It'd be so much fun. It's so dumb fun, hey. Yeah, I love gun game. So we had we had everyone print out the same primary exotics, and you just yep. had to get a kill and change to each one in order. And the last one was Rat King. It was just in a rumble match. It was pretty fun, actually. It's good. I wish. I just wish it had something like that a bit more, you know, like it will, basically you do anything like that in Destiny at the moment. It's an honesty system. And I don't trust any yeah. motherfucker, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. stream keeps you or I honest. But anyone else, I've got no faith. Sassin cheating in a second. I know what he's like. Oh, well, he did. Jokes him all over it. We did hide and seek with Danny. So Danny like, never plays Destiny, yep. right? And we took off the HUD and did and we, hide and seek. <laughs> so there was some Destiny content. I mean, maybe like an yeah, hour. Yeah, we played a little bit of Destiny. Yeah, we did a little <laughs> bit. But there, there did come a point where it just too smashed. We just gave up. <laughs> What's a cocktail night? It was all within terms of service. Danny, <laughs> she, she had two, three cocktails. She did the drawing game. She ordered a hamburger and then the <laughs> streaming. She's on the she, couch. I saw, I saw the boys shared the clip of Danny. Just you're standing in the kitchen making a drink. And you're like, look, and she's over there and fucking asleep on the lounge. I'm like, I'd get, I'd, there would be a firing squad if I broadcast Rachel asleep on the lounge. <laughs> like, to, to Twitch. But to be fair, Danny's account, Twitter account, is basically pictures of you and Billy asleep. So, yeah, true. So true. revenge is swift. That's fair enough. You were going to ask something. Um, you've probably forgotten. What was it? No, it was it was it was easily the best laugh of the whole stream. Did you see my my Twitter clip this morning? Oh, with the camera. Where she <laughs> camera here? Yeah, go and have a look at it if you haven't seen it already. It might you might have to scroll back a couple of days on uh, on Twitter if you get into this on early next week, but. It was. 
It was one of those things where you simultaneously, like I'm watching you fucking die in the clip, but I know what she's doing and I just wanted to figure it out and stop because she's just making a tweet of herself. And I feel bad, but it's also fucking hilarious. Like no one had helped me if I was in that situation. So, you know. I know, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's just it's kind of like I want to laugh and I also just want to... <laughs> Double face palm. Beautiful. Beautiful. See, you feel better now? Bit of a laugh? Yeah. Yeah, You want to know what I discovered two days ago? That I hold a guitar pick wrong. (laughs) How do you hold it? Oh, this, is, this, is, this isn't going to be very good for, for the, the audio audience, but I hold, I've i been, been holding it like that. Autofocus work. Right. Yeah. That. So the good news is I'm a little bit unco with it, but now I'm twice as quick as I was fucking two days ago. So because I'm like. Who told you this? I've just been watching YouTube videos because I'm pissed off. I was pissed off because I couldn't do something. And they're like, oh, you know, you've got to be really mindful of your economy of movement. This is why you hold the pick this way. I'm like, oh, well, I've never held it like that. <laughs> so I've been, <laughs> been basically headbutting a brick wall for fucking years. And then I changed and I'm like, I feel really weird. But like, then but I go, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I can feel it. So anyway, I'll probably still be shit after that. But it was, it was fun. That was what I was doing that and fucking on the iPad watching fucking guitar videos to find out how shit I am and watching Matt devolve into an alcoholic mess on my phone. So that was my night last night and watching a footy. Um, DCP yesterday. Got all, look, they're they like they're definitely my favorite Destiny podcast, and I say that on one. <laughs> Is Briar like your actual dad? Is that? Could he, could he be your actual no. dad? Because when you are in a no. box that is beneath a box that Briar is in, there it is alarming. The fact that he went and got a Foster's and oh. also a shrimp. That was a deep fried prawn, by the way. Oh, I couldn't tell. I thought it, I didn't know. I thought it might have been an Anzac Bicky or... <laughs> could, no, he, yeah, he told me later. I was like, it's a shrimp. I mean, what a... What a legend to do that. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't even drink. Yeah, we'll get get him on. Got to get him on. I don't know. It's one of those things that I worry about things like that because I know what you and I are like and it'd be like we're just too boisterous. We just fucking talk over people. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be like that. (laughs) Maybe there'd be too many alphas. I don't know, but, you know, I love it. Briar survived the gauntlet before. Was I not here? You weren't here. It was me and Sothy and and Briar, but we had a good time. So we'll we'll definitely have to do that again in the very near future. And every, and look, we need to, I need to pull my finger out and start getting people on again. Do you know what Um, what I was thinking? I was thinking of doing the lazy thing where I was like, I'm just going to tweet out who wants to come on the show. (laughs) I've done that. I yeah. want to see you do that. I want to see what happens. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking see what happens. Who knows? Yeah, might get someone really random and funny, like from that's not even from the Destiny world. Someone we don't even know plays Destiny. That they'll be like, you know, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, good cast though. Good cast, and I, I, 
I thought, you know, the story's evolved a little bit since we were both very passionate and uh, a little bit forceful, oh, yeah. apparently, about our opinions on Lakshmi last week. Um, but I, th- I thought you articulated that particularly well yesterday. So credit to you, dude. I think you're... you're... I've had a lot of shower thoughts and not not a sexy time shower thoughts, the actual proper deep thinking shower thoughts. <laughs> Mylan games, alcoholism and shower thoughts. <laughs> Here we go. Where, you know, because I was just, I just kept, like, because people just kept replying to that original tweet. Every day there was a new reply about Lakshmi and you could very clearly see two different types of players and how they think. And um, I was just like, you know what? It's me. It's me fucking brother. It's Chris. That's how his brain yeah. thinks. Your it's your analogy. Your analogy. Alive, just just run us just like, run us through that again for the benefit of anyone who missed the DC. I don't know why you would go right. and listen to it. It's better than this, but it was an in- incredibly apt analogy. And knowing Chris, yeah, so, and knowing I'm probably yeah. more wide like Chris than than you are, which is disturbing. Yeah, look, yeah, you've got you've got you've got a mix of it, but like so, I have a twin brother. And uh, I distinctly remember going through year 12 and like final examinations and Chris could, he just, he just understood. Like, I don't know. It's it's like sassy. It's fucking annoying. And they can't explain it either. Like trigonometry and like calculus and like just gets it. And you'd yeah. be like, explain it to me. And they're like, oh, I mean, obviously that goes there. And you're like, but why? Why? And then when it came to English... I'd be like, yeah, okay, this is what the director is trying to portray by having this camera angle or this is a theme or this is a commentary on life. And he'd be like, no, it's not. I don't see that. And he just couldn't get it. And he got the top mark for our school in his entrance examinations and in the top 1% in the country or some shit like that. But just could not grasp those things. And, I'm like, yeah, and so, that's sort of what I s- yeah. saw in, in, the, in the community was like, People with my kind of thinking is, is sort of said, yeah, the, the, the writers, this, I don't see how this can't be a commentary on racism, considering the last one to two years that we've had when this yeah. has probably been written, the last year, about persecution of minorities and how you use fear of a populace to encourage that. Like that just seems very clear to me. And then there's a whole portion of people like, no, we don't have aliens here, so it can't be. And it's just this very literal interpretation. Sorry, and, I, shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't laugh. I think that, like, your this analogy made me rethink it as well because I was like, yeah, I was of the like, how the fuck could you not? And then I'm like, well, look, you know, if you look at it logically and that's the way you, you fucking, the cogs turn in your head, then yeah, okay. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's, it's funny because it, it has the, exact opposite so all the comments i was seeing about that they were sort of saying nah they were trying to be empathetic right so i was saying i'm trying to see it from the perspective of the people in the city which we can't understand because we we have not been at war for centuries with an alien race but when you put it through the twitter filter of so many words what ends up coming out is Lakshmi's in the right, which yeah. is not, which is not. Yeah, it's not really what they're saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, like my the thing that we 
and, and like, because I, I, whenever I think about these sorts of things, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I, I deliberately try and like shit can my own opinions to, like as a, as a check and balance, which is great. So I've just got a very noisy inside of my head at all times. But when you, when you think about, you know, it's very easy for us to sit here and go, okay, well, like she's being a bit of a fuckwit to Mithrax, especially in that cuts cut scene this week. Oh, dude! Like, why, week. why can't we punch? <laughs> like, I mean, Titan. Uh, something. <laughs> like, I just look. No, that's not on. Um, and it's very easy to sit here and idealistically go, you know, like, no, they're different. They're not. You know, it's they're they're a subset of something that you're scared of, but they mean you no harm. And like, it's easier easier for us to go. Oh, well, that's easy. Then they're fine. When you don't live in yeah. it, and and like you haven't watched your family be killed by a some gigantic exactly. monstrous captain and stuff, so I think that like the reaction to Lakshmi's character is made very easy by the fact that she's a bit of a bitch about it, <laughs> for want of a better term, because she's just being an asshole, right? Like if she was if she was operating genuinely out of fear, I think that the the story would be way more complex it would be it'd probably be a lot worse in terms of the dialogue going on but because she is being such a flog (laughs) yeah uh, it's very easy to go well you're in the wrong and i think that that might be by design because it seems very very strong and very deliberate oh it definitely is i mean they they even use the word demigog in the fucking law and yeah. you know and coup and that yeah she even says that she leverages the fear of the fallen like it's so it's not it's not even really hit. well it sort of is hidden because i do think a lot of people reacted to lakshmi from just what they hear in game and especially the first couple weeks it was it was pretty like um mild compared to what was actually being said in the law tabs in the books yeah yeah so it was much easier to be like no she's just like looking out for the city, not like trying to manipulate a situation, which, you know, she is. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've had a long, you know, a week of, a week of pondering how to, because there, there was a bunch of other, actually, this is something I didn't get to bring up on DCP because the next, the next rebuttal. So that's the, that, that's the first thing how I sorted out in my head was like, okay, different way of seeing it they're actually trying to be empathetic um and also like if it was me i get the point like imagine if danny was killed by fallen yeah i'm gonna be a <laughs> yeah, bit it of probably a wouldn't sh- be wouldn't be heaps keen on just fucking them moving in next door hey i don't know it's like yeah you know if, if yeah. you got hit by if you, your mum got hit by a bus you probably wouldn't be running out to go catch a bus to work every day would you i mean despite the fact that like your mum's not going to get hit by a bus again and the logic is like well it can't really yeah. you know it's not going to hurt you but yeah I, I think it's like fear is fear and that, that's why it's powerful it's not yeah. particularly rational yeah but the other thing that I got, oh, I wouldn't say attacked. Attacked is too strong of a word, but just, you know how people are on Twitter. You're a, calling me a dumb cunt and all that, whatever. Oh, Matt, you can't judge people for a video game. And I was like, interesting, because you kill Fallen all the time. And I'm like, well, this is actually a pretty tough topic, right? Because it is interesting. Why the fuck are humans obsessed 
with entertainment that involves murder? It's <laughs> a fucking good question, dude. Because it makes you That's feel powerful. Prob? I don't know. No, I, no, mean, I mean, I'm it is. Sure. Why, why, why do I like de- PvP in Destiny? Because I know that in the moment that I Mate, kill... You don't feel powerful in PvP ever, dude. Yeah, I do when I'm in, like, low-skill lobbies. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> and, then I, and then I go and play fucking in Sassy's lobbies and fucking check and balance Guys. myself out by... <laughs> Donk. <laughs> having, having a boot on my head. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, that's a incredibly deep philosophical... <laughs> <laughs> topic that yeah right so anyway so someone criticized me because i guess i was taking a jab i was taking a jab at people saying lakshmi's in the right and yep. saying basically calling them out as someone who can't forgive and then i got called out well how, how can you say that when you kill people you know fallen every day and i didn't get to say this on dcp but this is my sort of i've been thinking about this it's my sort of rebuttal to that I think there's a difference between, say there's a villain. You can say that that's a good villain. Uh, you can watch a, a Nazi Germany movie and someone plays Hitler, like, fucking hell, that was a good Hitler. They did well playing that villain or that character was written well, the way that they did all that as well. Yeah. But there's a difference between that and then saying that your personal morals and ethics align with the villains. So yeah. there's a difference between saying yeah. Lakshmi character is fantastic because she's encouraging all this conversation. But then if you go on and say, actually, if I agree, if we have minorities whose parents have, you know, killed us, we should be an angry mob and go beat them up in the street. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can look at that even in like the the antihero context. You look at someone like fucking Punisher, for example. Everyone loves that shit. But are we all out there fucking vigilante murdering people? Is that the is that the way we want to conduct ourselves? I mean, no. no. <laughs> you can and you can respect a character yeah. without being on the the bandwagon of. Life. Yeah. And I felt like the comments that I picked out of me, me YouTube, they were personal ethics that they've aligned with the character saying, nah, Laxby's right. We, we, (laughs) we shouldn't forgive the Ford. Like they're in the wrong here. They're in our city sort of deal. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. To bring it, to bring this full circle though, we need to talk about the Saint cutscene because that, that is like, that is the illustration of someone that we have revered almost and was this mythical fucking god tier guardian guardian for you know the entirety of destiny at this point uh to be sort of depicted from the other side of the fence from uh the the perspective of the fallen as this merciless unstoppable evil killing machine with a fucking massive tail <laughs> like yeah he was he was just choking him out eh he was, I don't know. I mean, even the depictions of like him dragging uh, like Dreg back into the bubble. Like there, there was so much, so much of that dialogue was so heavily loaded with emotion of like, 
like this. You can just imagine a, a helpless, even it was probably a vandal, even just, you know, being dragged into a bubble and, and killed. And the way that looks to, you know, like the, his fighting unit may have been friends or family or whatever. Who knows? It's, I think that really flips it on its head. And I think that we're probably going to see Saint take that on board a little bit more than he did in the immediate aftermath of that clip because he kind of just stood there and didn't really say anything. Um, yeah. Like I said, when they started doing these ink cutscenes, it came out with what They're Beyond Light. Man. Yeah. And look, they got to be cheap in comparison to the other stuff they produce. Because it's it's just After Effects. It's 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 charcoal sketches with After After Effects. Yeah, but they're beautiful. So and they're, yeah. they're like people. Yeah, are, they're great. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like the these are effective storytelling tools, because when you put them together with what's going on this season, people have read the lore each week. You get a little mini in-game cutscene, which is just character models fucking looking at each other. With, I mean, the voiceover is probably the most expensive part, right, of everything. Maybe. Well, look, so Felicia says, I say, okay, let me be really devil's advocate. Felicia says, I don't say it's cheaper. Gamma say, Trap it's, and it I... Might, it might be more efficient it on a, at the very least. We more efficient. A, yeah, right, on a shoestring budget. Gamma did charcoal stuff and I did After Effects with it. We didn't have voice actors, obviously, but like I'm saying, in comparison to making a fully rendered cutscene yeah. with motion cap, it's going to be way more effective for them to do that than anything else. And look, I'd w I'd watch an hour long <laughs> film in that style, right? Yeah, and I think that like it's. I don't know. It's not something I've seen widely used elsewhere. Like, I mean, it's definitely been around a little bit, but um, I think that it's it's going to be one well, of those things honest, that, that people are going to, like, start to associate with this kind of stuff and, like, look forward to it. Like, I mean, we got the one last last season with with Zavala and, and Aldrin saving him from the, the sniper on the hill uh, or in the garden, the assassin. So... I, I think this is going to become part of the, you know, like there'll be a mid-season mid kind of big net or whatever you want to call it that, that that gives us this stuff. I think this was the best one by fucking miles. I sat there yeah, like, good. look, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I Someone sent this to me before it was in-game and there was a leak and they're like, dude, check this out. And I looked at it before I was fucking really understood what it was. Um, so to get to see it in game and the way they presented it, I think just added even more weight. You know, it was basically like Mithrax pulling the, let me tell you a story that, you know, you're like, you're not the only people here who are fucking scared. All right. Yeah. Like, and that's what I took out of it. It's a shame that Lakshmi fucked off before that, that happens. <laughs> I think she might've got a little bit out of it if she cared to, I don't know. No, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. So, um, but all these little pieces come together, I think, to make a much more engaging and cohesive seasonal story. Like, I think this its probably been the best seasonal story. This is not a... It's hard to... You almost feel like this is a big release. It's not the September release. It's just a season. But I think it's on that... It's close to that. I mean, this is the formula. I think in a way... For the... And this isn't a shot season. at Beyond Light or anything like that. I think... For me right now, this is nearly more engaging, right? 
because the way Beyond Light, and I know that people get pissed off with the drip feed and then it, look, it's horses for courses. And if you're not into that sort of thing, then you're not into it and that's fine. But given that Destiny is like an ongoing part of my life that I do three days a week and you know it's basically regimented, I like that to go in and go, okay, cool. That I'm going to get this story mission. That's the first thing I do of the week after reset and then move on. But I also feel like when you get the the big DLCs like a Shadow Keep or a um, or a Beyond Light, you blast through that fucking story in three hours. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even think about us doing it, me, you, and Keggy on the day Beyond Light came yeah. out. We were into second characters by the end of the day, and you know, like if not third characters, trying to run through it. And you're kind of like blasting through it to try and get it done. And you don't ever really stop and like sort of assess midway points in in the storytelling or, or think about anyone's motives or think about the depth of what's actually going on. You kind of just, you know, shoulder to the grindstone until you get to the end, you kill Aramis, it's all done. Look, look she's frozen into a statue. Cool, I'll fuck off somewhere else and wait for the raid to start. I think with this, because it's stepped out this way, we're having these conversations week on week. And look, I mean, we're atypical yeah. in that way because it's a podcast. We do talk about shit, whether there's shit on or not. But I think it's cool. I think it lends itself to like, the, okay, well, this week is the week where we, we kind of learn that, you know, Saint maybe isn't quite the, the fucking cherub that we thought he was. Or at least there's a perspective of Saint that makes him fucking terrifying. And we have a week to digest that and then we see what happens next week. I think I think in that way it's, it's fucking nuts. I think it's, I've never experienced really anything like it. I think that the drip-fed content has got a bad rap from all the Twitter people because I actually don't think it's a bad way. The, 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 especially this season, I think they've probably got... I think what they've done this season is they've given you lots of opportunities to hear the same thing in a couple of different ways. So if you read the, the written law you can go and do that. But if you don't, you know, you might have you might have taken interest in the the ink blot, you know, saying 14's a monster. That might have piqued interest. Or maybe it was the Elixni quarters with the scannables. Or maybe it was just listening to Mithrax, Saint and Lakshmi. Or maybe it was the hologram. So they've got like all these different mechanisms for engagement. Pretty yeah. much saying the same thing. And they're all heading in the same direction. So it doesn't really matter where you tune in or tune out each week, there's multiple opportunities to sort of realize that Lakshmi is up to something no good. Uh, realize that Mithrax wants to be friends and to see a perspective from the fallen. So I think I actually think, I think the drip fed story is my only issue with it is sometimes it feels like they had this nice, beautiful script and then they just go divided into seven or like twelve. Yeah, it does. It suffers from things just end. It suffers from exactly the thing that TV series that um like made from like um like a, a novel or whatever fucking kind of suffer from where it, it doesn't feel like there's a a distinct written closure point for each episode, right? Yeah. And then you, you're kind of left with this, oh, okay, well, this is kind of like the, the best spot to end this particular development. I, like I'm not saying they're doing a bad job by any means because I think that like it's just an inherent part of 
that kind of fucking storytelling. Um, I was going to say something that I forgot, but I, I do think it's great. Uh, sorry. I think people's expectations of it are a little bit backwards in terms of like there is a way that you can do this all and do it all in a week. It's just that it isn't at the front of the season, it's at the end. So you don't need to be <laughs> like I know that people want to, oh, I just want to get in and blast through all the story and hit fucking 13, 20 and then fuck off to another game. Well, it kind of works the opposite way around. You can blast your way to 13, 20 and then come back in eight weeks time and do all the story in one sitting if you felt like it. You so are. it's just maybe you just need to be smarter with the way you use your time if, if that's really the way you want to play it. I love the way it is at the moment though. I wouldn't change it. The uh the yeah, other thing, that, one more law I, thing, uh, law boy. Before we, you know, oh, yeah. you go, you go, <laughs> law boy, law boy. No, I can't remember what I was going to say. To be honest, the talk about I know you talked about this on DCP too, but I wanted to talk to you about it. The Aldrin, uh, well, I'm going to stop calling him Aldrin. The Crow sabotage card, where yeah, surprise, it's got a lot of attention because they asked me about it before the podcast and I didn't really know anything. Uh, apart from I'd read it and uh, Aldrin, now I'm saying, you fuckhead, your dumbness travels <laughs> downstream, doesn't it? Shit yeah. flows down, doesn't it? Yeah, that and I mean the, the, the terrifying thing is I'm, I'm impervious to getting it back. Like You, you can't make dumb dumber. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dividing by zero. Right, so Crow has his, like, Batman moment, really, where he defends the Elixir camp from an angry mob. Um, And like Batman, he sort of comes out of the shadows and threatens to kill him. Martha. Um, Sorry. What was that? Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you say her name? (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Dumbest and, uh, plot point ever. I think people have locked on to saying he might have remembered some of his previous life. I didn't really pick up on I that. Don't I think see so. what they're looking at. I, don't, I, I don't, see where yeah. they're looking at it, but there's a moment where he could have killed the human, and he and it he has a very strong emotion. And I think people are saying, "Oh, maybe this is him remembering previous life as a awoken." I think maybe I see it, but I it's think pretty the, subtle. I think the thing. The only thing it really speaks to is the fact that maybe there's a bit of his personality that he's just rediscovering, right? Mm. Like it puts him in a situation where he, if you haven't read the 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 law, basically there's some a group of uh, kind of like uh, you know people wanting to go in and fuck up the elixir shit, just random ragtag scumbags just want to go and uh, and do a bit of uh, spray painting and some beating the shit up of some dregs or something, I suppose. Well, then they destroyed their ether stores, which is pretty important. Yeah, I mean, that's all they eat, so a bit of a dick move there. And uh, Aldrin well, turns no, up and tells them to we've fuck off. Got, we've, we've got clarification on what ether is. What is ether? It's not, it's not quite food for them. It's closer to hormones that make them strong and grow. So they're, right. quite, sickly, they're quite sickly without it, but it's not quite food. Right. Okay. Well, and so and that's why that's why they get bigger and grow arms and become kells if they have plentiful ether. That's kind of nuts when you think that like all fallen if not starved of ether would just be 
fucking Tanix, more or less. <laughs> I can see why people are fucking terrified of them. <laughs> Fair enough. They're pretty big, like twice our size. But, um, you know, so Crow turns up, gives him a bit of a spray. Um, one of the, you know, they all start to fuck off. One of them sort of tries to be the staunch little Terry Tough cunt. Gives him a bit of stick yeah. back, uh, yeah. spits at his feet, and he fucking. Hey, what did you say? <laughs> you you got to test me or something like that? Or he's like, oh, I don't. Then he like cocks the fucking. He, he the cocks, the, the, he cocks the, the fucking the hand cannon trigger, click, and uh, and then uh, they they leave. But it says that he feels a stirring. What is it? A stirring of a an old emotion or something like that? Yeah, uh, deep like within that. himself. So I imagine a that's deep... just. It, maybe it's just like rage or. You know, maybe he's just pissed off with humans being scumbags, right? Like, I mean, he is well, the prince of the reef yeah. deep down there somewhere maybe. So, and then the the, the conversation with Glint as he's walking away, <laughs> Glint's going, you wouldn't have really shot him, would you? And he just doesn't answer. So, I mean, I'm fine with I'm fine with a little bit more anti-hero in, in, in Crow anyway. I feel like, you know, Cade probably would have shot him. <laughs> have, have you... Have you read the, you, you probably haven't, have you read the card with Mithrax and Shax exchanging war stories? I have not. It's fucking is it, is it Is it an item description one? Because I, I find yeah, it hard, a, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. hard to yeah. follow them. Yeah. I just yeah, get in and read is, the books. Is. So what, what's this? I think, I think, I think it's the, I actually think it might be the hand cannon from Crucy. Finite Impactor or the, the other one? Not the Iron Banner survivors, one. one. Survivors, Epitaph. whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. I've dismantled fucking 20 of them. <laughs> Never looked at the tab. Anyway, yeah, so what's it about? Well, they're just, it's basically just illustrating that when there's a war, everyone fucking kills everyone, basically. So Mithrax is talking about how many humans he's killed and Shaxx talks about how many fallen he killed and then Shaxx tells like a warlord story how he just ki- straight up killed humans. And it's brutal. He's like, they were cowering and I just fucking pulverized them. Because they stole bread. Man, well. In a famine. Do you think they're doing this sort of stuff deliberately to try and maybe maybe cast the... Because, like, we've we've always been the, the like, oh, the garden, guardians, the fucking... We're on the side of the light, and the light's good, and the bad's bad and evil and dark, and it's just kind of, like, deliberately smearing everyone in grayness to kind of go, well, maybe none of this had a real point to begin with. Like it's just where this think, big giant think, space balls chose to stop. Yeah, I th- I think when you pair it with Lakshmi, and you compare it to our own lives and how wars start in our place, you've got these political heads or ideologies, and then you send soldiers in who don't. Who, who, who just be soldiers and they do their job. Yeah. That's what the fallen did, and that's what Jacks did, and that's and they commit all these you know horrendous things. When the people profiting are the Lakshmis, makes your skin crawl, doesn't it? Just, <laughs> I just had a brief moment there of just like fucking deep seated rage welling up out of nowhere, uh, and I'm going to put a cap on it. <laughs> Otherwise. It'd be a very angry podcast indeed. All right, let's quickly oh, I mean, jump in. What's new? 
<laughs> yeah, when's this podcast not fucking angry? You don't have the energy to be angry right now. You're too dusty. No, no. <laughs> I'm pretty dusty. And I can't carry that hard. <laughs> I'm doing my best. But, you know, we are getting to the time where the sangria eyes came out. This is what I was like at PAX, remember? Then the, then the yeah, if you, are, if you go and have a drink, off. if you go and have a drink right now of sangria... You'll be exactly in that zone and everyone else will know the terror of the Thai restaurant that scared me and Chook. <laughs> Sangria. I don't know. I feel like these stories are just every time they get retold getting more and more. <laughs> like yeah, There was a fish and it was fucking 15 feet long. <laughs> yeah. And Mylan killed 10 innocent people at the Thai restaurant because he had too much sangria. What an <laughs> asshole. All right, we've got Iron Banner returning at reset. Um, all the guns are Yay. in there. Go and get yourself, um, if you haven't done the quest yet, go and get yourself the sniper rifle. I think it's the pick of the bunch. Wristwalker's kind of like, it's a pretty solid shotgun, but the um, if you can get yourself the sniper with elemental capacitor on it and you run an arc subclass, it is very, 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 very nice. Um, finite impact of the hand cannon. It's okay. Um, so we've also got, uh, the season of the splicer. Um, oh, what are we calling it? Hold on. Contest. What, 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 what? At the end of this, can we talk about the, um, firing range podcast as well? Also, D- also sort of hosted on yes. DCP. Have you watched it yes, all? Yes. I've watched probably, I'm halfway through Chris Proctor's bit at the back end. So I've listened to, nice. to all Kevin's stuff. Um, Man, fuck it. Let's talk about it now because now that you've reminded me of it, I want to talk about it. Incredibly impressive. Incredibly impressive. Like not just from the perspective of the bungee dudes opening themselves up to uh, kind of being (laughs) just picked apart on the spot, which is what it felt like. Not in a a nasty way. I don't mean that in a nasty way. I just – but also from like Fallout and the guys, some of the questions are shit that like you could have given me six months to sit and just think about, it, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have articulated them well enough to get the answer that they were after. Fit that like, there was a, a couple of things that they were just like were clearly too deep, even for for the bungee guys on the show, and they were like, I don't have to check that, and I imagine they will, and you know, they, I'd love for them to do this again because I think there's an enormous amount that we can all learn about the way things work, but super fucking impressive, and man. I just put like the thing I love most about this is that a lot of the discourse, destiny discourse, especially when it comes to sandbox shit like abilities and weapons and all that, it's very emotive and people get pissed off. But when you hear people speak like Kevin and Chris and they come out and they, they're, they're like me and you, right? The funny thing is they're just people who fucking play destiny that happen to make destiny as well. And they come out and they speak to this sort of stuff and, and and you understand that it's just really they're just there every day trying to solve problems. I think it it uh it goes a long way to breaking down a lot of the bullshit barriers and and look, the the antagonism and stuff that goes on. Admittedly there's been a bit come out the back of it, but I mean, fucking whatever. What did you think? Have you had a listen to it yet? I started listening to it. Um and yeah, I've got. I, I agree with everything you said. The, those guys, like the players that are on there, are so knowledgeable. It's almost intimidating. Like they're it's, almost. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'd love to get, love to get Chris on here, 
because he's an Aussie, right? He works at Bungie. But, like, what are we going to... We're going to get him to, like, tell us what the perks actually do that we could just find out by reading the fucking descriptions because we're so stupid, right? Where they're there going, like, I understand what everything does and I want to know what the specific relationship between these two things is. We are we're on a different fucking planet. Yeah, I think, uh, log, our strengths are with making people feel welcome and having a good time. That's it. All right. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not trying. I don't want to be, I don't want to be anything else. I've got sassy to tell me what perks are good. I don't need, I don't need to know. But the interviews we have done with the Bungie guys, we have been pretty good at, um, we, we're pretty good at not sticking to a script. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and getting the most out of people about conversations, more probably design conversations rather than numbers and specifics. Yeah, I think we could we could have bungee people on the DDU and not even talk about destiny. I, I reckon we could. I reckon we could. Like, how did you end up at up to that point in your life, and then boom, yeah. <laughs> end it there? But yeah. bringing it back to to focused uh, to fights. What the fuck? Fire range, is it fire range? Yeah, firing range. For God's sake, fucking hell! <laughs> Complete mental blank. Um, I, I like. I was super impressed. I was super like they clearly had their notes prepared, and I, and I imagine that you know they they probably had them to, to get a bungee, bungee, go before, bungee guys beforehand. Yeah. Um, but I hope this is something that we see more of um, because like opening lines of dialogue like that is super important. I imagine it's, it is a risk on, on Bungie's part. And yeah, but, I mean, yeah, look, look what happened with the fucking quick draw. Oh, the quick you know, draw. And like, fucking honestly, what is it with people who are supremely skilled getting so fucking butthurt about shit like that? Like, if you're that fucking good at the game, you'll find some other way to be better than everyone else. You don't need fucking glitches. Calm down. The end. <laughs> like... It's true. Like, what's your, do you know what? It, I, I couldn't completely bite my tongue. I couldn't completely bite my tongue. I, I fired yeah. out a tweet yesterday that uh, I, I had one of our mates send back to me and have a good laugh. I won't put him in the shit. But um, it was uh, it amazes me that people can more or less like build their an identity around a game, build a community around a game, friendships around a game, and even a career about a game. And then put themselves in a position where they can tell the people that made the game that they did all that stuff based on that they're an idiot when they want to change it. <laughs> like, you, if you made the game and then you stepped away from it and came back and told them, like, maybe you're doing this wrong, fair enough. But given that you've never had any part in designing any of it and you're just kind of ancillary to it to begin with, maybe just fucking let them do what's in the best interest of the fucking game. Oh, like, God. And it was. I see the um, because I I don't think it's functionally a huge issue. I think a lot of people got upset with the principle of it, because a lot of the people at the top want to see a bigger skill gap, and they find that skill gap through those kind of actions of pressing buttons in certain sequences. You know, that's what that looks like, right? Who can fucking mash? the buttons in the right order to get the most DPS. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who can who and, can spend the most time learning this particular niche skill to And it's not even that it's actually not even that hard. And there's ways around it too. 
that you can make it super easy for yourself with macros. Oh yeah, look. So I mean, it's it's something that I looked into doing and did for a bit. So it can't be that fucking hard. Yeah. Or or talk me but through it. Like the the funny thing is like um when everyone's saying oh they're trying to because that's what the people got fired up. Oh they they they're trying to because there's a skill gap, it's not a good thing. But the thing is, when I heard the clip, the bit that I heard, he said, it's a word of mouth skill. And so it's not accessible. And that's a bit that I thought he was talking about, which yeah. was that it is a bit hidden. Like, so I, I went over and Googled hot swap and it's not, it's, it's none of your big content creators have made videos on it. Like how to do videos are like, by guys like 5,000 subscribers and stuff. And it's like, I, I sort of get what he was saying. It's like, you've got to be in a Twitch stream and watching the the sweat PVEs, like, fuck around with, you know, this all came with slug shotguns and Deepstone Crypt. Mm. I and, think... And the, and the hot swap for that. And then and then it sort of spreads. And it, like you said, like, I asked someone, how do, I asked Aura, how do you do this? Yeah. Right? And yeah, so that was, I that was when was I learned was, how to do it with tannics, like <laughs> just wailing on the bloody divinity. Yeah, so I thought he was saying it's inaccessible because it's so much word of mouth. However, my the the, the fucking rebuttal to that would be, yeah, that's fucking destiny. If destiny yeah, could embody most, anything, yeah. it is a game that is built around word of mouth. Yeah, and it is, and it is, it's um. It's kind of a double-edged sword to take that approach because it's like, well, every DPS, high DPS strat, right, is word of mouth, right? I mean, Bungie doesn't tell people how to beat the bosses in raids, so no, the solution exactly. to the problems of fucking word of mouth. Because um, you have to watch, you have to, you have to watch a YouTube video, or someone in your clan's got to watch a YouTube video, and then you spread it. Yeah, and it spreads but, like wildfire. It's it's like Atheon strats. I think um, I think it does speak to how they kind of see something like this in that, you know, is it an unfair advantage because some people just would genuine, genuinely be out there and have no idea uh, that this thing exists but have the skill level to do it? Maybe. I mean, uh, things like this week to week, who gives a shit? But when you put it in the context of a raid race, like one team knowing how to do this and the other not, yeah, but the thing is, anyone who's serious about a raid true. race, true, and look, is I mean, likely going to have the players who can do it. What I what I would love to see out of this is Destiny get far more extensive in-game tutorials, and maybe that if fucking something like hot swapping exists and is in the game, but it's not meant. To, I think that's the thing. It's not meant to yeah, exist. Yeah, it's it? true. It's, it's, a, it's a glitch. I don't know. Well, but I don't, it's always I don't in games, care. right? It's, it's basically an animation cancel. Which exists yeah. in every game. Oh, dude. <laughs> Patching and animation cancels in fucking fighting games. There would be a riot. <laughs> like, so that's what, I, that's I, half I of get, what they're about. Yes, I, I get that that's, that is a, a skill, is, is, is getting quicker at doing stuff 100%. Yeah. But I also don't feel like, at the same time, for Bungie, I almost don't feel like it's worth it. It's not really a, a hill worth dying on. In terms of patching stuff like yeah. that, and, and yeah, 
I mean, it's like, like it's like, like sword skating. Like, it's like sword skating. Like I, I've kind of oh, felt I like. I guess it's sort of like that. Yeah. And and like for me, like that's that wasn't even a damage thing necessarily. I it didn't impact me really in any way because it's not something that I did. And I know that upset a whole lot of people who you know like said they were quitting Destiny and then clearly didn't because they were the same people complaining about the quick swap glitch. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like there's space for both if they can get the mix of it right. And if there was um, some way of like disseminating this information more readily, I think that would be super, super good. I don't See, know I have is. less of an issue with hot swapping than I do with Titan skating because you could only be a Titan to Titan skate. Yeah, and fair. <laughs> Whereas like, everyone fair can hot swap. Yeah, everyone can hot swap, true. But I think the more of the issue with hot swap is it undermines the perks. I feel like that's more of probably Bungie's issue with it. Uh, uh, it undermines they, the that's perks. That's what they spoke about. And undermines the encounters. Yeah, I saw a good rebuttal to the idea that like maybe bosses shouldn't stand so fucking still. And that look, this long storied history of fucking still standing boss stomping bosses <laughs> in Destiny. We don't want to upset that. I mean, fucking Tanix flies around. He just stands still when you meant to shoot him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but imagine how fucking annoying shooting Tanix if he was flying, flying around everywhere would be. It felt like shit. And you would be able to get like just running around with a shotgun trying to get near him, just shoot him in the back. I mean, but Atheon's a good example. He's got a tough crit spot and he fucking runs around like a douchebag. But then what do yeah, players do? They put div on him. So it doesn't like there's yeah, a solution div- for that too. Div- divinity might be as much of the problem as anything else here. <laughs> because the second you've got a div, right? You've got the buff to damage and you've got a fucking static spot the size of a fucking barn door that you need to hit to get a crit. <laughs> but if I can fucking do it with a shotgun under Atheon's nutsack, like, anyone can do it. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel Div, is, Div, Div is interesting like that. Like, Yeah, it's probably the most encounter-breaking. Well, no, it's, it doesn't break encounters. It just kind of... That sort of it does. makes them a lot easier. Anyway, sort of. How do we end up here? Just stop yelling at devs. It's silly. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> All right, but incredible episode. I want to hear more. I can't wait to listen to the rest of it. Actually, it's um, you know, and I think that that both Kevin and um and Chris gave a like incredibly solid account of themselves, and it's kind of interesting to see that you know like. There, you always hear that, like the folks at Bungie, you know. Oh, we, of course we play our game, but they're very clearly invested emotionally in it and uh, and are playing it. And they're like, when they say something, oh, you know, if, if this happens to you, it feels like shit because you know they're clearly speaking from a place where they've had it happen to them and they've gone, oh, that felt fucking terrible. So yeah, you see when Kevin's saying like we're getting hit by the cheaters and the recubs in trials yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know. That was probably the most RLing. But get from Kevin's perspective, um, his his um take that like we're we're kind of always balancing the 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 realistic uh application of something and the how anime it feels. And I thought that like anime is a is a descriptive verb. 
<laughs> was incredibly apt because when, you know, he used the example of Top Tree Dawnblade that is like very, very powerful at the moment and very fast and, you know, all that sort of stuff. He's like, yeah, it's well up there in the anime scale. Uh, so- <laughs> but you know what? Here's the interesting thing. How easy they talk about how fucking overpowered Top Tree Dawn is, but it's been like that forever. Why has that never been touched? Let's let's use this little segue to talk about. Uh, have you you've played a little bit of PvP, right? I played a little bit um, just to try and get a feel of you know what what it's like since the the anti stasis. Oh, not patch really, came in. actually. Oh, I've played three. I've only done my pinnacles, yeah, so okay. I played a little. I don't bit. think I was not frozen once. Not a lot. Um, stasis just kind of isn't there. I don't know whether it's people have like felt that they, um, you know, everyone's jumped off it because of the, the, the impression of the nerf is greater than it is, or whether they've really done them that dirty and, and buried them. Um, I don't really have a problem either way. Uh, I think that like, if they have buried them, that they'll, they'll bring them back up at a later point. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it did feel fresher. It did feel... I don't think I got frozen at all. <laughs> and I think I might have been slowed maybe once. I think the only time I got frozen was to a uh, Hunter's Super. So the important question, what are we going to complain about next? <laughs> <laughs> it's Top Tree Dawn. Kevin's given it to us. <laughs> It's, on a platter. Nah, we won't. know it's too hot. We know it's top tree no, door blade and one twenties. The, <laughs> the only reason top tree dawn blade has not been addressed is because that's what all the fucking sweats use, and they don't complain about it on Twitter. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. The other look, um, go and listen it's to the episode. Chaos go and listen again. But search DCP, find the episode, firing range, listen to it yourself because we're paraphrasing here. And these guys, like you, if you were interested in this shit, you deserve to treat yourself to hearing these guys who actually do this work fucking speak about it. Um, the one, the He's- one thing that I took from it is that I think at some point we're going to move away from passive super regeneration, and I'm fine with it. Right, so you have to be doing something to get it back. Yeah, I feel like Even in there, there was there's just a weird. There's a few, I can't remember the the exact fucking semantics of what was said, but I, I came away with that distinct impression, and I am kind of for it because I think that it enables a lot of really negative playstyles, specifically people just waiting rounds out in trials with chaos reach to fucking zap your face off at the end of it yeah. with max intellect. Um, I don't know. I think that's. I think that. Uh, there's a lot. That, yeah, there's a lot. Just go and listen to it yourselselves. Fucking hell. Tweet at us if you, if you see, want to discuss here's it. The, here's the thing, right, because I see people saying about Top Tree Dawn, Dawn in the chat, and it's true. I feel like they've got all the tools, and it's not maybe saying they're the strongest class. It's more like everything else is just not as good as it, and it just feels like everything needs to have that. Yeah, but that little the, the thing, that little the skill mobility is, or that little bit of like the thing is the top tree dawnblade is so powerful because it's so fucking fast. Your 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 movement is that fast. If you made every subclass that fast, it would be fucking insane. It would be it would be it'd be too much. It'd be you wouldn't like 
it needs to be slowed down to bring it back to like I, I agree that like part of its draw is the fact that you can do that stuff, but it does feel well, well over the top. I see Maxi in there fucking <laughs> professing his love for it. He of all people knows how fucking broken it is because he I, lives there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start a theory right in here right now. Okay. okay. For why they haven't patched it, why they haven't touched it. Did you see how touchy Kevin was when they asked him what the future was for the light subclass abilities? Yeah, very there has to be changes coming to the light subclasses similar to what they ever what what we have with stasis with aspects. Uh, here's my theory. They're not gonna touch top tree until that's introduced because that might change the game. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, look, maybe. I'm not gonna say no. But I'm also not gonna say yes. Because I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's 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 read the fucking 12 because it ends on another thing that we need to discuss. Holy shit. All right, so Iron Banner, very good. There's a fashion contest for Season of the Splicer. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a new emblem. Uh, if anyone's got the previous one, you'll be able to tell me. I think it might be, but it's very pretty, very vibrant, and I think it as, is new. Yeah. as such has no place in my collection, so I will not be going for it. Uh, there are some, uh, look, I don't, I don't want to be too critical, but they've, the Bungie folks have done up a few um, sort of like mock-up fashion contest entrance. Um, that's just terrible. Make your own luck. There's some- <laughs> Are they throwing off here or? <laughs> uh, this, well, it's like a crayon. It, uh, boring warlock. Uh, I don't know. The, the Titan I can kind of get on maybe with maybe. Um, Murphy Brown shoulder pads hunter uh, in a 1980s fucking pantsuit. It's over the top. Uh, very purple warlock. And look, I like this one. Puffy collars on Titans. I'm all for it. Um, that's that's about it. All right. What else? You is know here? what I like forget and then remember every now and then? What? Dino armor. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to play the Dino Riders theme song every time I load into a match. <laughs> um, you know what I forget about sometimes? Transmog, because it seemed well, like such a big deal a month ago. Now no one fucking even worries about it. I told you this. I told everyone this. <laughs> oh, you didn't this. fucking tell me that. We both fucking went, this is... A- you know, people will just be pissed off for 10 seconds and then they'll get over it like everything else. It's fucking, we'll be bitching about something else instead of Sazus in two weeks because we're all fucking goldfish in the crucible. <laughs> We've got no memory. All right, there's a heap of patch notes. Get in there if you want to read them. But the most important thing in a twob was this little tease at the very end of this man in a helmet. What do you make of that, Manny? I know everyone tries to paint me as this massive law nerd, but the thing is, I, mean, I just to be fair, I, wait, I just copy everyone else. So you're just going to wait until Bife puts out a good theory and then... Oh, I've already been told. People reckon it's old Chicago. It's 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 already been told to me. It's the... We got, we got a sneak peek of that armor already in February this year. 
Uh, it's the Witch Queen armor, and people think the greenery in the background looks like old Chicago. It's got a bit of a toxicity sort of theme going on. Do you think that will be tied to the elemental theme of the next darkness subclass? Potentially. Is that coming in Witch Queen? I kind of assumed so. <laughs> Seems to be the only way we're going to get another two darkness subclasses before the end of fucking Destiny 2, right? Because Lightfall's coming up on us big time. I sort of must have just ignored all that. So we're going to get two more sub subbies, darkness subclasses. Yeah, this is all information that was disseminated like around uh, Prophecy Launch and all that last year when they did the big reveal. Um, I don't know. Now maybe I'm, I feel like maybe I'm leaping by saying that we're getting a new subclass every fucking year, but I feel like that's probably fair. Probably right. Uh, anyway. some, I just can't remember this stuff often. All right, we're going to open um, up chat. If there's anything you desperately want us to speak about, we shall, but you will need to write it in there. I don't know. I'm fine with old Chicago. I, I, I would like maybe to get another planet back, though. What are you more interested in, going to more other planets or go more places on Earth? Oh, let's be honest. Bungie makes amazing environments. <laughs> it doesn't matter what It doesn't matter where the cares. fuck it is. Did you see what the uh, palette? Do you want just pick a color and hope that colors in the palette like it'll look amazing regardless? Well, they're definitely like chlorophyllic trees, so that's Earth or somewhere else that has that. I don't know somewhere that's I mean, been Venus terraformed. Venus had lots of green in it, so terraformed. Maybe Venus is back. It's kind yeah, of already back. That, back. Yeah. You don't reckon? We've got part of it. The vault. I've already I've made the textures. The They've already made the textures. <laughs> <laughs> How good does Vault look? Every time you fly into Vault and you get that fucking cutscene at the start that has that sits at your frames, right? It's just beautiful. But Vogue, it look, they've done an incredible job of that, and I can't wait to see. What do you reckon they're going to do next? I know that this is just complete pie in the sky shit, and until there's a few right. questions for us to answer, if next year, mid next year, they bring back another raid, which raid is it? They bring back one. Yeah. Like what they've done with I Vault. honestly think, I honestly think, wait, are they going to bring back another one? Or are you just speculating? I think they will. I think this is absurdly well received. I'm actually surprised how many people haven't played D1. I reckon I've cycled through my whole audience and I'm just pretty much D, almost D2 only people. Like when I did, if I did a poll of my stream, there are so many just only ever started playing in D2. Really? Yeah. Kind of nuts, isn't it? Uh, it's, it is. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but that, that it's still drawing a new audience. Yeah. But. Do, do, do a poll. See, see, see what your audience looks like next time you're, you're doing a stream. See, yeah, well, see what, you, what you get. Fuck um, all three of them. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to do polls in streams, man. That's just... Ancillary oh, garbage have you that seen you do. This fucking chant thing. Chant. What? People can start a chant. A chant. What is a chant? How does it work? Well, I don't know. People just started doing it. Like someone can start it, and then you can just click a button, and it just it just basically control C, control V's, whatever. They've so you basically just mob mentality. So Felicia started a chant that was just. Matt's a boomer or something like that. Matt's a hungover boomer, and then, then everyone just clicks it, and it just 
slams it into the chat. So they've they've made a like feature that just exacerbates bullying or spamming. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know why. I don't, we're I don't even know how to do it. They won't tell me how to do it. They just keep starting chants. No, it's good. Don't tell him. No one tell him. Um. All right. Question from. Uh, oh, hold on. I was going to answer what I was going to bring back. Yeah, you sorry. know what? I think Crota never really got his time in the sun. I think they could take every. Then again, sort of fucking Vogue came back with all the same issues that Vogue D1 had. But <laughs> let's <laughs> let's say let's say they give they give Crota its time. It is a good raid. It's a bit short, but if they. What if, if they, they added? What if they added an encounter to the middle of it, like a new encounter in the middle of Crota? It's a bit short. Um, but the thing I, is, I've, I've heard the opinion that like Aura was probably the first person I heard say it, that it'd make an incredible three-person dungeon. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I think that like you could you could tame it a little bit, and it would be uh, yeah, it'd be good. I want you King, can, I'm I want pretty King sure you you. I want King's Fall bad. You could, no, it's too. It's very It's very heavy. What, like fucking everything hasn't been that heavy since? I don't it's know. It's standing really on pads it. on the ground. Not- um, to be honest, I was actually getting famous while you were getting armor in King's Fall. Thank you very much. That was the pinnacle of my channel. That was the books of sorrow. That was when my first video took off on YouTube. Oryx. I didn't even know you. You're a speckle. <laughs> You're a... You're uh, a I, was a brave, I was a brave little speckle, though, and I reached out of fucking my <laughs> shit fucking the f- shit at the bottom of the bowl and grabbed onto your coattails and look at me now. Still a fucking <laughs> speckle of shit. Just a very big one. <laughs> All right. Senshi wants oh. to know. What do you think about the variety of strats people are bringing into the Vault of Glass raid? A combination of strats from OG Destiny 1 and New Age Destiny 2 strats. Um, Wait, what's the question? It's very complicated and kind of answers itself. (laughs) What do you think about the variety of strats people are bringing to the Vault of Glass raid? A combination of strats from OG Destiny 1 and New Age Destiny 2 strats. I think it's good. I I think think being able to go into old... combination of Destiny 1... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think that it's good that people are doing that. I feel like there's enough there that it's familiar and you go, okay, this is the bit of, uh, you know, this is the bit that uh, we do the same thing we always did, you know. It was a bit predictable, but I was surprised how much, how difficult the Oracle stuff is in Atheon. And it's 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 very satisfying though because it's, it's rhythm and it's not yeah. DPS. Atheon is a good example of not having a boss stand still and double slug. It's the communication callouts that I really fucking like. And that's that's cool when I like seeing challenges where people fail on the comms rather than not having enough DPS. Yeah, it feels it feels more organic, hey. In terms of like you, it's more clear cut what you need to do you about it. You feel more cohesive as a team when it yeah. re- requires you to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, 
a little bit more of a law-based one from Ronaldo here. Uh, do you think this season will end with Mithrax dying to save the Elixni and then being revived by the Traveller as a Guardian? I was thinking that. I think that'd be fucking epic. Dude, it, okay, listen up. Okay, here we go. We're going to go, everyone put your fucking cocky no. tail spin foil hat on for a minute and then we're going to wrap up because I think Maddie needs to go and spew again by the look of his... No, spew. I need to. To be honest, I'm probably going to put the podcast on. I'm going to grind some destiny because Danny's out, and I can't. I'm not doing any work today, so I'm going to. Very good. Get me challenges done. Get it. I'm right. such a sweat lord now. Um, <sighs> do you know what? Do you know Dan, when you start caring about getting that shit done? It's fucking overwhelming, bungee, man. Bungie knows exactly how much you have to play every week to get that done. It is so fine-tuned. Like, I'm surprised that I'm streaming full fucking time and I've still got challenges left over. Yeah, you just can't waste any time. I don't know. I'm in the category of I've long since given up on trying to do everything, so it doesn't really matter. All right, tell us about Um, your, your Mithrax theory. No, it's not even a theory. It's more of a... If we compare this season to every other season, yes. they've improved on the storytelling tenfold. One of the things they always fall flat on, not always, actually, they've slowly been getting better at the season conclusions. We're getting cutscenes, we're getting little twists. Zavala's assassination or attempt, assassination attempt last season. So it begs the question what's going to be the twist at the end of this one? And think about it this way. It's either going to be Corey Blade transforming Savathun. You know, the Savathun song in the city, and it's going to be a resolution that way because that would help tie up the, the, the Endless Night. Yep. Or, they got, you know, I would love him to do... Oh, oh, forgive me, Fallen Mithrax. There's so much stuff. He he he's like he's almost pining over Guardians. He's like, you guys can do so much more than me, you know, as a sacred splicer. Only I could imagine going through and walking into the Vex network. Do you know what I mean? Like, just he wants it so bad. <laughs> Maybe I mean you can Let want it Lakshmi too bad. Let Lakshmi kill him. Let Lakshmi kill him. And then and be everyone raised. be outraged and then bring him back. That would fucking blow everyone's socks off. I'm, the, I'm down. You've sold me on it. And on that note, I think it's time to fuck off. Matthew, where were the law fine people? What have I been doing? These little stories. Right, so let me take you away. Let me take you to another dimension reality. Imagine this. You're jumping down, down deeper into the Templar's well. Bubble in the back. Rift in the front. Double slug shotguns. You press shift W and one, two. It's not quick draw. (laughs) This game is ruined. Oh my God. Old delete. Get rid of the game. Never playing Destiny again. (laughs) Bye-bye.